Hello, Internet. Hey, guys. Hey, gals. Hey, everybody. <laughs> From the naughty side of the podcast, here is oh, I. What are you trying to say? I'm going to be on the nice side? You want to be on the naughty side? You can come uh, over. More the merrier. That far. But... More the merrier, you know? It is December. It is time to get ready for the end of the year, for the holiday season. The or holiday why not? Season. Let's have a little holiday fun. Oh, yeah. Run down with the, the great drinks and the great uh, mistletoes and the great shingalala bing bang jingle jangle jongs. Yeah. All right. So, hey, Chad, how you doing tonight? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, Zip. Thank you for the uh, for the continued sub. Much appreciated. Mayflower, Shadster, how you guys doing? Jasapa, how are you doing, sir? All righty. <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, took last week off because, uh, you know, it was that turkey day hol holiday thing. And gobble, gobble. Got to do a few, uh, got a chance to, you know, sit around, hang out, take a little break. But uh, now we're back and we're going to hear for Scuba and Arai. So let's have some fun. A <laughs> little bit of fun, a little bit of jingle jangle. A little bit of jingle jangle. Yeah. Jingle, okay. Jingle. That's good. Missed all you guys. I missed y'all. I know. I know. Rye did too. Uh, he came out of his food coma to come and hang out. Yeah. I, somehow I crawled away from the turkey and the gravy and the stuffing. Made it over here. I didn't have that complicated of a meal actually. It was just the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the green bean casserole, and the biscuits. A little bit more talking later on that. Yeah. Adventures yeah, awaits. Of course. Uh, going through school. Yep. Uh, a couple weeks. They had a schools around here had a long Thanksgiving break this year as opposed to other years. I guess the benefit of the virtual learning. It's like, why am I going to have a half day on a virtual day? Yeah. Just kind of like take the whole day. Yeah. Why not? Why not? That's how it rolls. Why not? You know, you gotta, you gotta spend time with the family, keep safe, keep protected, do all the right things. Alrighty, so a couple of things right off there. Um, want to give a shout out and a thank you to the community. Uh, you guys are awesome and amazing. I love you guys. Keep doing that support. Much appreciated. I uh, want to give a shout out. Today's music is not uh, Sirenscape. It is Stream Beats. Stream Beats is royalty free music that you can use for your podcast, stream, and YouTube videos needs. <coughs> Excuse me. Ah. Again, a little bit of cough, cough. <clears throat> Gotta you know, breathe and all those things. Anyways, uh, we're gonna take a sippy sip. Clear that throat. Evening, Sakura. Alrighty, so yeah, stream beats, royalty-free music. You let's do this. Uh, we're listening to the Christmas album, a very lo-fi Christmas. From uh, Harris Heller and Stream Beats. So uh, sit and hang out and enjoy that. Uh, no, I don't have a command for Stream Beats just uh, right now. Um, I really should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, next time. Well, we'll, we'll get it. It's uh, But it's uh, from Harris Heller. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, any, any of those places. Guaranteed no DCMA if you use that in your stream. Mm -hmm. That being said... <clears throat> Uh, also want to point out that uh, we have three weeks left of the year for us. Uh, we are going to three more episodes and then we will be taking a winter break. Yes. Um, and coming back on the, um, the week after New Year's to uh, kind of kick off 2021 and see how things roll there. 
uh obviously for our last episode of the year we're going to try and do something special uh still working that out so hey guys in the in the chat if you have a suggestion for something that we can do shoot us a shoot comment or a question uh the bot will pick it up or check us out on our discord because we got a wonderful discord that uh, we're trying to grow a community to continue to chat about the various game streams podcast stream and anything else that uh kind of just kind of hang out and chill that's kind of relaxing place you know a lounge so to speak yeah chillaxing in a way but uh and uh if you're listening to this on audio uh podcast you can check out scuba and the rye uh via scuba studio on all your podcast providers uh also we do uh upload these videos to youtube there's mm-hmm. a couple week delay on that but i'm sure that gap will shorten but if you're watching us here on youtube be sure to hit the like the subscribe and the little bell notification to be notified when more videos get posted uh ryan and i were just uh wrapped up a couple more episode reviews of the mandalorian season two which mm-hmm. we will get packaged up and put out onto the youtube channel the, our spoiler filled chit chat about and we kind of pace through the episode talk about what we liked and and whatnot i don't think we've really had a, anything negative to say about the season for mandalorian no it just has no. been a very steady season it's you solid know? i like it i haven't found anything i really just don't like yeah it, it, if any negatives it's just being the typical nitpick critic if it, on my side but overall great season so far yeah i can go with that but uh, yeah, so those are those things. So with that, we can get into our what's up, what we've been doing. It's been a couple of weeks since we were last hanging out with all you wonderful people. It's been a little while. Little I know. Whiles. Well, I mean, you can tell from the background, some things behind me changed. Yeah, there's a lot things of changes. Behind Rye changed too. Changes. Changes. Some changes. I think I'm going to try and get that. I have a PTZ camera that I've been trying to get into OBS. I may rig that up and get, let you guys kind of see what the studio is starting to look like, or I'll try and post some pictures up on the uh, Instagrams, uh, which you can got that little rotator over there. Yep. Over there that rotates through you. That's exactly how, if you, that's how you want to find us and all our various social medias. Plus we got the little uh, doobly doo down below that you can check out. Right, what you been up to? And how would your turkey day go? It went wonderful. It's uh, been a been been you know a good time off. I took off the week from work on Thanksgiving, so I had the week off from work. Um, no real big school stuff to do, but to read this book right here. But I'll talk about that later. Um, but turkey day, we went and visited my aunts uh, over on the eastern shore and had good uh, good country Thanksgiving dinner. Everything you know from scratch. Uh, and my favorite, which she knows I love, is banana nut bread. So she definitely makes the banana nut bread, knowing that I am definitely going to show up and eat it all. Um, <laughs> nice. But nice. other than that, the turkey day was great. Um, got to spend it with family, you know, definitely in this time with a lot of the, the craziness going on and trying, you know, trying to stay safe, but wanting to see family, you know, got to be precarious, but do it the smart way. Um, other than that, everybody knows uh, around Thanksgiving and holiday, I like to do a, a double dabble on the shopping because it is Black Friday shopping. But it's a different Black Friday shopping experience oh, this year. You really call it Black Friday? I mean, most everything was online sales anyway. Wouldn't yeah. that be Cyber Friday? 
uh, it was a, a cyber every day because they stretched out the typical Black Friday shopping over a few weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did pretty much go, hey, let's go for the entire month. But I kind of just kind of dibble dabbled on the actual day while looking at the sales through the weeks. But I did go didn't go too much splurging like I usually do, but I decided to um, go in one direction over the other. I've been trying to get a hold of the new Xbox, but because of um uh, online bots buying everything up um i'm like you know what i'm gonna just wait so i used that money and bought a roomba Oomba. a robot vacuum so it can clean its house by itself and i set it up yesterday and it definitely is just it's just the little things like that just seeing it go and clean everything up and you know being able to find it is great. Like I, I'm just so astonished at how it works and how you can control it. Like the model I have, you control it by the app. You can set it on a weekly schedule. Um, it knows when to go home, um, which is its main base where it charges. So it'll go back when it's done. Um, so it's just those little things. And I did a little bit other typical shopping, you know, some clothes, some here and there. Um, lots of video game playing on a specific game talk about it later um got my flu shot because i need to get that for work so that's i did good. do that so i am flu season protected once again oh this is that time for that flu shots and all those other wonderful things uh and other than that nothing else extraordinarily out of the norm other than just kind of chillaxing on my week off oh, that's about it Got a little bit of a bit of a lag going on here. Little laggy laggy. Yeah, a little laggy laggy. Something something's a little a little sketchy. It's a little laggy laggy. Little laggy too? Alright. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm, I'm definitely seeing some lag there. Hmm. I can do Yeah, Chelly's saying the sound is really clear, but the picture isn't sticking. Picture sticking? Okay. No. Uh, you know, we're like them old school samurai movies. You know, picture and the subtitles aren't sticking together. Oh, really? You had to go there? I love them. I love them. That's why I had to bring it up. Uh, speaking. Right. Okay. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. Working now? I don't see a red. Alright, just... Okay. Uh, it gives me time to think. What else did I do on my couple weeks off? I don't see any lag here. Uh, it's looking good. I don't oh. see any. <laughs> okay. Looks like we're, we're back up. We're back up. It looks like it. I uh, might have had to downplay a few things. Okay, so let's go with that. Oh, downplay. <laughs> so what was the last thing? Um, I had a week off. You had a week off. No, we were talking about shopping. Oh, you yeah, went shopping. shopping yes. You have gone shopping every year for Black Friday, and you always find these really cool things at Best Buy. Oh, yeah. And this year was the Roomba. 
That's right. We were talking about the Roomba and you thought it was really cool how it would like know when to go home and you can control it through the app. I mean, yeah, and it definitely it's it's not a niche item. It's not one of those things. Hey, buy this and it'll, it'll work and does it. Um, did the first test run yesterday and then I went to go and, you know, it, you have to dump it every time, you know, after it does this thing, you have to dump the thing. It definitely picked up everything. It picked up everything. And, you know, I have a couple dogs, so it did do a little spotless clean. I, I, I had one of the one of the early gen Roombas for a while, but it, it kind of died. Oh. But yeah, I'm I'm all for robotic assistance and home automation. Oh, yeah. Things. And my mom was, a, she came out, she was just as amazed at watching it go. And she's just amazed how it doesn't knock things over it. Cause you know, it has a good sensor. So mm -hmm. he knows how to sense. It even went underneath the couch, the way it moves. It was, you know, not bumping to bump it, but it was bumping to reach. So. Nice. And it, it went down the hallway, went into the bathroom, came back, um, went over the rugs a few times, um, which is good because it kind of it kept going back to the rugs and cleaned them spotless. So, yeah, it definitely was a good purchase, you know, instead of waiting like a million years for the Series X to hit the market. Only uh, 10. Yeah, 10 years. OK, um, I decided to use that uh, the gift card on the Roomba and okay. some shirts from Hollister. And then a few more stuff last night on Cyber Monday. I had my laptop in my hand, had it Best Buy, Amazon, and Kohl's open while watching football until midnight. Screaming the ads until I found something. Oh, but oh no, boy. I mostly did a Cyber Monday for someone else. So a Christmas gift. Oh, so. really? Well, we can't talk about it now because Christmas is going to be a while and for all we know, she could be lurking in the chat watching. She might, but who knows? But Wait also, with that, uh, um, I did finish uh, the the latest season of The Crown season four on Netflix. It's one of my favorite shows on on um, Netflix. It follows, you know, Queen Elizabeth's um, reign um, up until now. So season four encompasses the '80s. So Princess Diana shows up. Nice, nice. Um, and that's it. And yep. a lot of video game playing, and but I will talk about that later. Yeah, I didn't play any video games. I didn't go shopping. I did, well, I kind of went shopping, but not. I didn't do any like Cyber Monday school shopping. Mm -mm. Um, I decided to re spend the week rearranging the studio. Um, I took down the uh, shelves and whatnot that were up here, uh, patched up the walls, and then the walls kind of looked pretty sad. So I was like, you know what? I should repaint these while I'm at it. So try to figure out what colors to use and do a suggestion of uh, some people in the community, specifically Shad. Um, I decided it went to try to see if I could get a color uh, indicative of my logo, which is the blue. So, and they were able to do it. So uh, the main color on the back wall is the same blue that's in the logo. If you go and pick it up from the uh, stickers on our merch store, which we got the little doobly-doo going right there, even a little Christmas sale package deal you could get for merch. Um, and decided as an accent color, wanted to go with red cedar. So I've got, and then as we were painting, I was like, you know, let me do like a little faux chair rail in the red cedar along. And I don't think it looks too bad. A lot of it's kind of covered on the one wall that's painted right now. 
because yeah, I'm at the point I have to move stuff off the wall, patch the wall, clean the wall, paint the wall, then move things around. So that's very labor intensive. The only, the thing that really sucked about this project is at some point Monday night, I twisted my knee. Mm, so definitely. I have been having a hell of a time walking around and lifting and moving things. And I've got this whole studio space I'm playing with. So yeah, I probably didn't do myself any favors. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair hey sakura so yeah but my knee is getting better it feels better i'm not limping as badly um still hurts but you know not as bad as it did on like tuesday when i tried to paint the wall <laughs> was trying to paint walls but um so picked up a couple of gallons of paint also picked up paint for my kids so they could start working on their rooms um, and of course, looking at trying to redesign and redo the layout, put some display and things like that going on. Um, so, you know, it, I think it'll look a lot better when it comes to the whole, um, trying to do certain things. Actually, I just had, had an idea. Came on me. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that was, um, that was that was the majority of my week was uh doing that you have ideas i have ideas ideas are good ideas are great my ideas are grand in a way in a weird sense mm -hmm. <laughs> you didn't have to agree but it's kind of true <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I didn't have to, but I think I could do this though. And we'll just kind of on the fly roll with it. Uh, kick over to, oh, I do have it. Yeah. Kick over to all right. So you're seeing that that's great. I know you guys are seeing that. How about that? Okay, we're seeing that. Um, now, we'll uh, do this. Here is how the studio is looking right now. Oh, snap. Um, as you see, you got the, I've redid the whole back area here. Uh, used to have like 12 foot of shelving, but decided to take that down and then kind of work through and put up a, a smaller bit of shelving with these two display cabinets on either side um and then it was the, Look at the that. craft table right here uh it looks a little cluttered right now but trying to work through that i'm taking the adam savage approach to organization lay everything out on tables look at it ponder it question the meaning of life and then figure out what the best place to put it in order of uh ease of access so it's it's still kind of a work in progress. Um, I do have some there is some space on the uh, on the side here to kind of look through. So yeah, that's still looking a little clunky. But uh, hopefully over the course of the Christmas break, we'll have the uh, have all of that kind of wrapped up. So quick kind of hey working on that. That is cool. So. All kinds of fun, all kinds of great. But uh, that was the majority of my week was doing those things. 
And in that time, I did happen to catch a couple of, catch a, uh, start watching His Dark Materials on HBO Max. I definitely, that is a, definitely a show I want to catch up on. I gotta lie, that really good show. Um, I've heard. I finished season one today. I didn't start season two because I knew if I started watching season two, I wouldn't get anything else done today. <laughs> one of my problem yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, I am looking for um, some more new series to watch once uh, classes end. So yeah, after the Queen's Gambit and season four of The Crown, I know I have a lot of choices. I just got to sit down and pick them. Well, Netflix did just release that is putting out a channel that is a kind of like a TV channel where they run through content on there as opposed to, oh, look at this entire library. What am I going to watch? Netflix Direct. Mm. That's what it's called. So, yeah, Painted the Walls did that, did those things. Hey, we're going to talk about some movie reviews, right? Yeah, let's talk about movie reviews. Yeah, two weeks off. Got a couple movies in. Oh, really? Yeah, a couple. Alrighty. Talk about some movie reviews. Let's talk about our first one. There's a couple of reviews that are on Netflix. Uh, this one is uh, Yes, God, Yes. And yeah, right. Just talk to me about this one. All right. Yes, God, Yes is a uh, is a pseudo coming of age film. Uh, it is a slight period piece because it's set during the early 2000s, my high school years. So there was a real connection for me. But it follows a teen by the name of Alice, uh, actress Natalie Dyer. Um, she is m most notably known as the uh, sister in Stranger Things, which I didn't realize. I kicked myself in the face. Um, but she plays this uh, young girl in high school who is in that year uh, of teenage life where she is um, kind of on the fringe of adolescence angst. And she is at a crossroads with her family life and school life because of her faith and in god she goes to a catholic school and certain situations she's confused about mostly dealing you know what what teenagers do when they're together or in this case aol chat rooms um this actually drives her to go to a faith-based faith-based um camp a weekend getaway where she goes and figures out that maybe what she's feeling isn't as bad as what she thought. Um, so like I said, it's an it's a coming-of-age story that centers on the early 2000s, a high school uh, years. Um, it is a typical coming-of-age story with a lot of predictable scenarios found in a lot of uh, common teenage comedies. So All right, real quick, before we get too much, because we're dancing around a couple of things here, let's yeah. be upfront. This movie is rated R. Yes, it's rated R. It's rated R because and and it has has some moments in there, but the it's the fact that this what they're talking about is the whole bit which a lot of us who the, the, a lot of us who who remember those years in high school and puberty and all of that crap that goes with it. Oh yeah, that's part of why this is in there. So prefacing that in there this is a extreme early 2000s the birth of online chat rooms we all remember what a rabbit hole dungeon that was yeah aol chat rooms was one that i'm not gonna lie i frequented not the way that she does but i did frequent 
So this kind of goes in with that and that whole uptightness of like a Catholic school. I remember having a friend in high when I was in high school who went to a Catholic uh, went to a, a like a like a, a a private school that was heavily church influenced. <laughs> this is just kind of wow. Yeah. Um, so what Scuba is pointing on is like she comes into conflict with her own teenage desires against her faith. And through certain inciting incidents, it leads her to go into this camp with her friends and the rest of people in high school. And moving the first half is basically your typical uh, coming of age teenage comedy, typical tropes you would find with a high school setting of this type, just with a little bit more influence because it's a Catholic high school. When it moves to the camp, that's when the story actually um, brings out that allure and that temptation and those teenage angst, but actually prefaces it through different scenarios that Alice watches, sees, and not only sees in, in the kids at the camp, but also the instructors at the camp, the priest at the camp, and some of the teachers and older adults. So the, a lot of this conflict of interest comes into play, but a lot of the scenarios are created through physical mishaps and conversational freneticism. So a lot of dialogue is dark and satirical and witty, but it can come off uh, dry and convoluted at times but um she does um start to come to an understanding which is very uh preface of a coming of age film but it's placed in that crossroads of uh, teenage growth adolescence and faith so she's in that triangular effect of that and it ends on this like monologue that you would guess it's the typical like uh, ever after kind of monologue but it's, it's still real life straight in your face kind of monologue that actually puts everything to the forefront and she kind of like pseudo calls everybody out especially the priest for the but, hypocrisy yeah, yeah for the hypocrisy and it's kind of funny because it brings everything together as a whole where where it's a lot of disjointedness a lot of predictability when it comes to a coming of age story but in the end when she has when she faces the facts she comes to terms with what it is and makes people to come to terms with it through a very passive aggressive way which is kind of funny in its in its own right yeah um I'm, and, and we're not talking this is not like the good boys kind of mm -hmm. raunchy this no. is actually fairly tame in comparison it's fairly tame but very raw but very down to earth and realistic in a way so it's an oxymoron itself uh placed against a very typical cliche coming of age outline yeah so what what rating did you give it and then we can get into how you and i had very different opinions oh, yeah. of this film. overall um it's a very disjointed experience i love coming of age films but this isn't one of the ones i truly liked but it was still fun by the end 3.5 out of 5 matinee it is on netflix and amazon prime all right me i'm i i'd give it barely a 1.5 because honestly i couldn't even sit through this this just rubbed me the wrong way unintended and did not find it very enjoyable i ended up skipping through large chunks of the film because i was just like oh god please stop <laughs> because this it, it just it did not is it the cliches is it the coming of age tropes the cliche is some of that stuff but a lot of it was is like i just it did not for me it didn't feel enjoyable it felt like it hurt my brain oh yeah i like i said i i i when we were talking off off camera like i understand exactly everything you felt but once i got through that disjointedness and they got to the camp it kind of settled in for me 
uh, and even the camp stuff, I was like, I saw bits. I, I skimmed through it. Not because sometimes you know maybe there's like a really dry point in the yeah. film, and then you, once you get past that, it could be a little bit more enjoyable. No, no, sorry, no. Nope. I definitely the only I'd recommend it to people that have that kind of like 2000s feel or grew up in that era. They might you know have a, a closeness to it, but overall, you know, it's up to you. It's on Netflix for free. Check it out. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing, and I think and probably I will say one of the strengths of the film is this is Natalie uh, is is dire and the way she her on screen presence. Um, we were commenting off before this, but for me, if you take apart the fact that this is a two, this is set in the two thousands. Yeah. This really almost feels like an origin story of her character on Stranger Things. Yeah. When you told me that, and I sat and thought about it, it's like, yeah, if it was set before the eighties. If but... you were set, if you <laughs> if you if you take away the whole two thousands of this movie and the nineteen eighties feel of Stranger Things. This feels like her origin story before the events of the first season of Stranger Things, because there isn't there isn't much difference in the characters, but probably one of the strengths is the fact that she plays us. One of the great things is like when you have a comedy duo, you have your person who's really animated and then you have your straight man. Yeah, she plays that role really well to where even just you can t looking at her face as she delivers the line <laughs> and the emotion and some of the stuff those are the things that was like wait what yeah that that, that kind of like wall raw and witty dialogue that she has kept me into the film and especially near the end yeah i mean she is one of the strengths of the film mm -hmm. so if you enjoy her and enjoy her how she portrayed the, her character on stranger things Go and check this out. Uh, I, I'm letting it know because I know we have teenagers and whatnot in the in, in the chat and in the community, and uh, we try to focus on being family friendly overall. This is one of those. It's like depending on the how you feel about some of the subject matter. Overall, though, this is this is kind of this is just one of those things. It's like once you get past how cheesy and corny and I'll tell you, I'll give you this one. We all remember Titanic, right? <laughs> I was, he I knows was where I'm going. He knows where around. I'm going. Yeah. We all remember Titanic. We all remember the scene <laughs> in the cargo hold in the car. Guess what? That is the major, major uh, bit for her whole thing. So take the... Think that in mind watch this film and then you'll get where i'm why i'm i'm just laughing and giggling because oh lord but that I, th being said, I, I think attachment to the era gave me gave a little fervor to the rating but you know well i mean for you that uh, definitely yeah. definitely that's your that's your high school years i in boot camp at the time there's a lot of people that haven't seen that movie mayweather so don't feel like you're left out <laughs> But speaking of sailing away into other films, yes, let's let, let's do that. Let's, let's move on let's, to a different kind of. Let's film. move. We've seen this film. Yes. Now let's see something that is actually night and day different. It is completely night and day. Plus, um, a foreign film. Yes, this is the life ahead. This is again uh, another film that's on Netflix. It's actually an Italian-made film. 
So all of the dialogue is in Italian. You have the option to listen to an English dubbed version of the film. And I'm going to just as it's uh, tell you up front, watch it in the Italian. Yeah. And this is not just me saying it. This is Scuba saying it. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a foreign film, so obviously it's going to be a different style of film than what we're used to in quote unquote traditional American cinema. Yes. But I... And as it was getting to you, when you first play it on Netflix, it'll automatically go to the English dub. Yeah. For me, the dub felt off. It didn't feel as natural. So I actually flipped it to the English subtitle and put it back in Italian and loved the movie and it just fell in love with the movie. Mm -hmm. Couldn't understand a whole lot because I don't speak very fluent Italian. I speak a few of them i can probably say in a really bad way a bad use of some of the most common words but again i'm acknowledging my own ignorance of another language mm -hmm. i it's i'd love to learn more of it but again the film i mean watching the english subtitles listening to it in italian it does it changes the whole film entirely oh, yeah. so that being said right Tell us about The Life Ahead. The Life Ahead is an Italian film, uh, a Netflix original, because they helped produce it. And it focuses on a in a seaside Italian town. It focuses on two characters. Um, uh, Madame, uh, I'm going to say, Madame Rosa, who is an, uh, played by Sophia Loren. Uh, she's an old lady that runs uh, like a pseudo daycare, childcare. And through some convenience, uh, convenient plot devices, she... Uh, takes in a boy a senegalese orphan by the name of momo played by i'm going to butcher the name abriam bue um who is a young boy living on the streets and really doesn't have a place of his own um these are two ideally opposite uh characters but through their bond uh they start to see um start start to see that they have more things in common than they least expect and that their bond transcends age and basically, the heart of the film are these two characters. Um, they both have different um, tragedies that affected them in two different ways. Her being um, the Holocaust and um, Momo um, having to do with um, his parents. Um, because of those two kind of tragedies, that's where the bond develops. And through like subtlety and visual cues, you watch as the level of brevity of their mother-son dynamic continue to build along this film's journey. There's a very uh, predictable of opposites attraction that you find in a lot of uh, common films like these, but it's that character dynamic that makes you endear their journey in the scenes and they grow closer and closer together. Um, once the film gets into the latter half, um, it helps bring a reflection motif uh, for Momo in watching um, Madame Rosa start to mentally deteriorate because of her memories and her age. And he sees it as a reason to move his life forward from his renegade antics on the street and decide to take up a different perspective in life. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead. And yes. I watched this one all the way through and loved it. And to give you some context, uh, Momo Momo is like 14. Yeah. Well, he, he's like 12 to 14. And I think 14 is pushing it. And this kid is a brat. Yeah. Straight up brat on the on, on there. He gets into some shady stuff that it like 
anybody who has kids in that age would be like, oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of crazy things and his anger and angst show it. But it also shows, you know, the lack of maturity when he gets angry at certain things. Oh, yeah, because he's a kid. But yeah. and, and the, the nice thing about this is subtext of family. Yeah. That subtext is what it what bridges him into into becoming closer to Madame Rosa, and a couple of the ancillary characters that he meets throughout help add into that familiar uh, familial theme, um, which is what brings the attachment of the audience into this film. Um, it makes you go beyond the you know the subtext of being an Italian film, and having to read and listen because uh, you just get enthralled and enraptured in their story. Yeah. Um, and it, bro, it's interesting because one of the things I loved about the Rosa character is see is the fact that you know all of that time has passed and the impact of it from when she was a child who survived Auschwitz. Yeah, and I I think this is indicative of society now is this kid kind of modern mo modern day ish so to speak smartphones and all those other things when he first tries to pronounce Auschwitz, he 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 doesn't get it right yeah but he has no idea and her first her reaction is like you know what probably a good thing you don't have any contact just know that it was not fun and interesting thing on that is the parallel to what we're seeing in a lot of uh, community in, in several communities some of that echoing back with the way um, like certain Muslim communities because Momo is actually short for Muhammad and yeah. his family was uh, Muslim yeah or Muslim but his his mother died um, his father is out of the picture so that's what makes him an orphan yeah and the nice another subtext is like Rosa was a streetwalker for years and years and years and when she could no longer do that she would then look after the kids of these other other women who who, who work the streets so aside from that being like that's kind of jacked up but then it's the fact that you know she's she she has this this presence in the community yeah so many people are connected by that and then him and he's trying to make his own way and do his own thing and think he's all little little, little uh billy thug or whatever yeah, he's making dues with uh with what he's doing he's it's not it's not like that he's not making strides but it it starts to turn but in a better light yes that is a that is probably one of the best things is he finally gets to a point where it's like you know what i don't need to do this i'm gonna walk away from these things that could be potentially damaging to my future and makes a and finally after slapping the hand of everybody who tried to help him finally gets it through his thick head maybe i should you know swallow a little pride and move forward because that's one of the things is you watch his journey and you feel for his journey and it's one of those i think as far as a film the best part about the film is the fact that regardless is, is the the language does not impact the film if any it, the film transcends the language yep because yes it's a foreign film you have to get through the dialogue or the subtitles but regardless of that you can feel the emotions in the dialogue you can feel the intent in the dialogue yeah and you get 
the, the as far as the acting i mean that's the i love love very, love that about this strong film. it is the acting is very strong and that acting is pure down to heart uh down to earth it has a very they have a very love-hate relationship but it's yeah. it's it's not one that's driven by over melodramatic scenes it's very raw and realistic and they play to type but add character to type and it levels out the simplicity of the direction because it's very pure endearing and poignant with how and why they react it takes away the predictability of the of the outline and allows you just to live and breathe how one life is ending but one life is growing mm -hmm. totally totally appreciate totally appreciate that about the film yeah um right would you give it um overall this is a great uh uh homely uh sensational film uh it is a great foreign film and for those that don't watch a lot of foreign films i definitely recommend this to you four out of five full price i would give it a solid 4.5 because i um i've seen a few foreign films but this is definitely one of the ones that really feel genuine and one of the ones that the subtitles actually wrote the these the english dub actually for me ruined the ruins parts of the part of the initial start of the film because the english dub misses words yeah as opposed to what's in the what's in the subtitle and the dialogue overlay just doesn't feel right this is um yeah that's why like i reckon i recommended this to scuba when he went to watch this watch it in its language actually i saw that blurb that you had flipped it over and then i was like okay yeah because <laughs> so, you said it was an italian made films like so i was thinking about that and then I was, I was getting through the first like five minutes i was like no <laughs> i'm gonna flip this back around <laughs> yeah so this is um this isn't a testament to you know people that like i don't want to watch a foreign film because i can't speak the language great cinema transcends cultures and this is an example of one that and if you're studying a like one yeah. of the best things you can do is watch a film. oh yeah so at least get the flow and the cadence yeah of the language because some of the some of the languages are really really kind of interesting to listen to cadence of the conversation it's definitely a good way to teach yourself at least yeah great way to practice i know several people who they watch anime in the original japanese just to hear the cadence because the cadence is so different versus the english dub and the way the subtitles flow. oh yeah but yeah there's our two movies for the week awesome movies uh well one more than the other like i agree with that one more than the one other more than the other this yeah. is the better the, for me this is the better of the two films it, for me too i just I, I saw the other one a little higher than you but you know that's credence to film everybody come out five people go in five people come out with different opinions mm. so any film recommendations or stuff uh shoot it out um in the chat or on uh, the discord i but, think we should do some christmas review movie reviews for stuff when we get to when we get to the end of the year okay i can uh i can do definitely do a christmas movie for the last show i wouldn't mind taking us taking another I, I don't know if we reviewed it last year but the the latest incarnation of the grinch who stole christmas with a uh, benedict cumberbanch as the uh predominant voice actor <laughs> that is up on netflix right now that is a hoot <laughs> that's a hoot even now yeah, i definitely um uh, i have put my list together for the next films i will be watching 
but you know some of them come out after our last um show so yeah. again you know gonna take a winter break kind of one of those things because it's holidays family all that fun stuff so studio will be closing down for the last couple of weeks of the year so but you know it happens it does happen keep but it going we keep it rolling rolling so Alrighty. um yeah so uh what's some what's some what's something else we can talk about um i have done a lot of assassin's creed valhalla playing oh that's right state of game don't really have a lot of games but you've been playing valhalla yeah with my week off i got in a lot of play time <laughs> i imagine i was <laughs> trying to do that yeah a lot of 2 a.m play times 3 a.m on one night but yeah uh, yeah. Oh, we were talking about some TV. So TV. So what are you thinking of Valhalla so far? Uh, Valhalla so far is starting to inch. Remember, I wanted to play a little bit more to see if it would um, jump over uh, some of my favorite Assassin's Creed games like Origins and 2. Um, it's creeping up there because so far this has been a very solid experience. And it's a, I said this in the beginning, my first impressions, it's a good combination of both Odyssey and Origins. And as far as I've gone in pretty far deep now with the story and conquered most of England, um, it is by far the the grandchild or the, the golden child of those two games. Um, it does so great with the storytelling and endearing the characters and where choice matters and how certain characters from one part of, you know, um, the story that you come across and you meet them later, like the certain things that they do and you really feel for what they do um and you really feel for sad for certain deaths i'm not gonna say who or what but you feel as sad and then there are certain connections that it makes um especially i did not realize that you actually traveled uh to north america like one of the missions you go to vinland to take out one of the main ancient you know orders of the ancient so you pick up the apple of eden and it leads you into a chamber where he stops and says it's not for me so adds another wrinkle of mystery of what the Apple Eden is for and what that door opens, um, which I'll probably find out at some point. But anyways, uh, it's very in-depth. The world is very lively. There's so much randomness and so much um, inter interactions that you can do. Um, the one thing I did pick up on is the did not realize that you can develop romances mm -hmm. and you can develop deep romances mm -hmm. with anybody in the story. So, and I have developed a, a strong romance with somebody in the story. Um, it's kind of cool. And it's kind of funny because, like, it pitted me against another person. And it, what's cool about it is the idea of choice. And I decided, you know what? I don't want to ruin my friendship here. So I'm not going to develop it. But over here, I'm going far. <laughs> um, raiding is my favorite thing to do in that game. I love raiding towns and stealing stuff and just beating up englishman and throwing them off roofs and all that kind of stuff and the enemy types are so you have to be smart you have to know know how to counter and like you said the control schemes on this is very on point i mean it's the same kind of control screens from odyssey and origins but they've refined it in a way where it's very you get very quick and you you'll not it's not going to like misstep and the more you develop your skills the better your skills get uh, and the cool thing is you can change them on the fly, which I like the skill tree. You can change it on the fly. So you can reset it depending on what kind of area or enemy you're tackling. 
Nice. Um, especially I had to respect when I was fighting the zealots because they are some tough mamajamas to take out. So right. I had to look something up because I was getting really mad because I couldn't take them out. So I respect a certain way and I was able to take out three or four of them so far. Then I got too antsy and was like, let me take out this one and got my butt cooked. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'll come back around and find you later and do the rest of the missions. But overall, I've conquered most of England, um, moving closer to coming in confrontation with uh, um, King Alfred of Wessex. Um, so the next land I'm going after is uh, Sent, Kent. It's in the lower right corner. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That'll be fun. I'm definitely loving it. And so far, it's inching closer to overtaking Origins. Not yet. You um, get there. But it is fun. It's definitely fun. It keeps me engaging. And it's not one of those games where I'll play and then I'll like I'll jump to a different game. I've literally played this game and don't play anything else. I've completely ignored Watchdog Legions because this game is so enrapturing my soul right now. Well, at least it will for the next for another uh, six days. No, nine days. Oh yeah, that's when Cyberpunk drops. And I might just be like, you know what? I love USS Street, but you know. I got, I got, a, I got a thing. I got a thing over here with my thingy thing <laughs> called CD Projekt Red, and they made my favorite game of all time. So more than likely, this will be my second favorite game of all time. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um. But so far, great experience. And I might go pick up uh, Miles Morales at some point this month. Actually, I watched uh, watched that, and I watched um, the remaster of Spider Man, and I gotta say i like the remaster i like what the i like some of the stuff the ps5 is putting out as far as graphics quality oh, yeah so it'd be nice to see how that kind of goes um the his dark materials is the other one let's let's talk about his dark materials because that series is amazing all right so season one how is it i was actually telling my wife this uh text today because she was curious about it i said i feel it's better than game of Thrones. You feel it's better than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones actually bores me to tears. Yeah, it will, like it isn't for everybody. That's I mean, and the, the, this coming from somebody who spent a lot of time doing fantasy RPG yeah. type games, Game of Thrones just does not hold my attention. It really doesn't. Um, his Dark Materials, loving it. Uh, the character grow the characters are a lot more varied the interaction the the appeal you have for the character for the investment you get in each of the characters is a lot more even freaking lord azrael and that dude is a he that that dude actually i mean you know it, all of them are much more in interesting characters to follow to see how it goes and the story and, and all the various layering that goes into that i if they can hold that on then i would definitely definitely think it's gonna for it's definitely already a solid better for game of thrones for me and it'll just continue i mean i went through i, I started the first episode yesterday and then binged like seven episodes back to back because i was just like oh i want to see what happens i need to see what happens yeah, that's what you. That's definitely a, a you know a trait of a good show. Like it keeps you going and going to go and go and go. 
it's such an interesting kind of back and forth dynamic and each of the characters i mean i can't talk too much i can't credit the fact that the character growth for each of the characters is so interesting the uh that the the, the uh the river people um the, the the whole thing with the the animal spirit got animal companions and and then just or the fact that okay we're gonna bridge across from one world to another and how is that gonna add to things it's like it, it's just great and then if i mean lin-manuel miranda i mean his character is kind of cool and interesting <laughs> i heard he was in the show he's there and he, he he's funny he's funny <laughs> he's funny um um, seeing the girl from Logan playing the lead role definitely is a lot better because you know she talks more in this one than she did in Logan. Well, <laughs> she kicked a lot of butt in Logan, but you know it's cool to hear hear her talk like this. Yeah, James McAvoy as Lord Azrael. And I prefer the Daniel Craig version a little bit more, but then again, uh, he is uh, he's not he's not bad. I mean, he's definitely got a lot, he's definitely got quite a bit of range as an actor, but the whole. Some of those bits are really interesting. All those various characters from other TV properties coming in for these bit parts. Oh. <laughs> yes. The girl who plays the lead in His Dark Materials, that was X-23 in Logan. Hair's a little shorter. She talks a little bit more. She's a lot funnier. <laughs> Yeah, Lara Lee. It's definitely it's definitely a show on my list. It yeah. is one on my list that and um there's a few stuff on HBO Max that I'm definitely gonna start watching. Because HBO Max is definitely has a has a huge category of stuff. It has a huge category, which actually can lead into something you wanted to talk about, and that was let's talk about 2021 and the street the rise of the streaming powers. The streaming powers have been you know rising steadily over the years but with uh, the the way the world is changing and the way the pandemic has changed our viewing experience the streaming wars has grown even exponentially higher well i mean and some of the stuff that goes in there a couple articles you sent me that i, I went through was like we're talking the next godzilla movie godzilla vs kong uh legendary is looking at possibly putting they're looking at either putting it out on stream or putting it out in theaters um yeah. reportedly netflix came in and said hey legendary i'll give you 200 million dollars if you let me put this on the streaming platform and legendary was like let's talk and then warner brothers is like oh, oh, oh wait 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 because huh. warner brothers has a huge investment in the is the distribution for that and yep. of course warner brothers streaming platform is hbo max yeah so there's a back and forth legendary is this is in, this is an interesting thing and i want to see how this kind of plays out legendary has is footing the bill for the next godzilla godzilla versus kong if godzilla and kong were to go to theater and they don't make a good return on investment this could actually close legendary pictures yeah and films have done that in the past yes they have that some films that don't perform really well really do kill an entire studio because they've invested so much into it that if they don't get the re return on investment, then the studio goes bankrupt. 
we're looking at this and then uh, for the counterpoint to that we already know that wonder woman 1984 is being released on hbo max yes on, on christmas thinking about the there's uh, which ties into another article uh we were talking about where warner brothers is accepting a billion dollar loss on Wonder Woman 1984. They have accepted it for the sake of um, they're trying to get that platform built. And they know that putting a big name and big budget film like Wonder Woman on there will bring in an attractive base of streaming that want to watch it. But not only, hey, we want to watch Wonder Woman at home. I can watch it on HBO Max. Let's sign up. Oh, wait a minute. There's more content here. Oh, look at all this. And it might, it's a way of attracting new people and helping to build that base because they are trying to build up their subscriber base so they can compete with the, the big giants out there. I mean, let's be fair. Out of the DC expanded universe, Wonder Woman is the one that's keeping that boat afloat. Oh yeah, that's like Wonder Woman is the is the is the bright is the bright light above all the other films that have been critically and at times fan panned. So. Yes, very much so. So, but interesting. We will look at these. Like Warner Brothers, like oh yeah, billion dollars. Okay. Legendary is like uh, I don't know if I can take that kind of risk. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it it shows where uh, studios know that at the beginning of the year they they you know they fought against that in the theaters that you know had that trepidation with streaming. You know, is streaming the next big thing? Is the next big thing? And with the changing landscape of the viewing experience and both at the theaters and at home and the rise of streaming and not just the rise of streaming, but the quality that you can find on each of the streaming platforms, it's driven them to actually drive this idea of choice. And that idea of choice um, has started earlier in the pandemic, but is going to hit uh, prime time with both Wonder Woman on HBO Max and Soul on Disney Plus. Oh, then yeah, and we're talking. This is interesting because it's gonna be interesting to see because as we keep going in with this, I mean, we're 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 if we're paying attention to the media right now. If if we are, um, they're talking about having preliminary bits of the vaccine coming out, and we know it's gonna take six to eight months for that to really disseminate out. And then it's the the psychological impact of this pandemic. And how the how how are how is the theater industry going to come back from that? If the studios are willing to take these take these exceptions to put them out on the various streaming platforms, or as we're seeing Netflix is shopping around trying to buy up film properties that are scheduled for release that hadn't gotten released yet. Yeah. And willing to make that investment because Netflix has such a multinational release uh, uh, footprint. And certain films, like a kaiju film, is going to supposedly do really well in the Eastern markets. Yeah, that you know the it's this business, and then how we're kind of how we're kind of working from that, which maybe a little too early to tell. But I am, but this is an interesting kind of uh, reading the tea leaves, yeah, so to speak. And it's it's one of those tea leaves that you know a lot of people are seeing more and more people are seeing it now. But a lot of people that follow the film industry and legit, you know the viewing experience from like me who have been noticing it over the years this is just a just a, a pinpoint of things to come yeah because you know i've been saying it like streaming it's not going to kill the theater industry it's going to evolve it 
and if you go to theaters now like the local chains here it's more than just the movies it's the experience the oh, food yeah. the the theater seating arrangement the more dining the more aspect of you know enjoying how you diversifying yeah. how you diversifying the experience because that's one of those tropes with millennials yeah one of the biggest tropes with millennials is not about stuff it's about experience it's yeah. about going and having an adventure so to speak it's not about oh let's see what the coolest things i got block 89 thank you for hey, that four month sub sir thank you um so it's it's all of those interesting tidbits that go in there and then of course you know i think i heard a blurb today that like uh zoom with uh coming back into non-virtual meetings how that might impact some of those businesses that have had a record boom in things oh yeah so the virtual experience and the streaming wars are just brewing but yeah with the vaccine just weeks away from approval and then months getting into the population is it is this change going to evolve in that direction or would it revert back it's just a matter of because uh, not only the studios are only dancing the line with the movies that are supposed to were supposed to be released this year they still have a slew of other tentpole movies that are still scheduled beyond well, scheduled yeah but let's talk about the productions on yeah. some of those and then let's talk about how this again that psychological impact of when this is all done and we can safely lift our lockdowns are people really going to be rushing out to the theater yeah so not only would you lift it up it's the willingness of people to go back not just you know just theaters but everything in general that require that crowding mm -hmm. so very much so yeah. very much so um so yeah those are the, that that's an interesting tidbit oh yeah but it's interesting to see that um this is actually it might be a boon uh for hbo max if they can get a hold of godzilla versus king kong and do that simultaneous release it'll bring even more people to the platform because the more i skim around hbo max and the more content they continue to drop it they are starting to look ready once they can get that subscriber base up to compete with the big boys even more well we'll see how that goes they have a lot um, of good content on there wow we've been doing this for nearly an hour boom boom Talkie, talkie, walkie, walkie. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any odds and ends for us this week. Um, didn't really find anything all that really interesting to talk about. Yeah, nothing really strong out there. No, not really. But, you know, I think we, I think it's getting to be about time we kind of chain things up with the format anyway. See how this goes, conversationally. Um, Tuesday night grading. Bye. Oh, yeah. One day I'll be doing that. Not today. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Not today. No. But uh, real quick, uh, again, thank you everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, you guys are awesome and amazing. Thank you for all that continued support. Um, if you're enjoying this and you're new here, uh, please consider clicking on follow and follow us. Um, it does take resources to do this. So any of those bits and subs, uh, prime subs, regular subs, tier one, tier two, tier three, all that stuff is great. Helps keep the light on, lights on and keeps us doing this. Uh, we do also have a couple other shows coming up. Uh, Saturday is the big D&D day. 10 a.m. Eastern is Shadow Watch. They're continuing their adventure into the Underdark and going to uh, have taken a task from a, a group of Snoobervin, Deep Gnomes, 
to clear out an area for some many-eyed creature that they think it, that they've seen that has been terrorizing their northern border, northern enclave border. <laughs> so we'll see what kind of creepy crawlies uh, are involved with that. And then, of course, uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, we have challenge accepted. The crew has found the killer and are pursuing the killer and have received a major clue that could lead them to their to their to their climax. Uh, I expect only a few more episodes of that, and we may be wrapping that for the end of the year. So I, the next three weeks are going to be quite interesting for uh, Challenge Accepted. Um, also, of course, we have uh, Sunday morning, Sunday with Scoob. Uh, that will be back, of course. And I have another uh, miniature to paint. I think I will pick one of the ones from the Dungeon in the Box sets I have been receiving due to those uh, or minis in a box courtesy of Dungeon in the Box. I just got my November minis not too long ago and of course I have some of the some of the last couple of months so I may pick out one of those and do one of those this week on uh, for painting. And if we have time after we get done painting it maybe we'll jump into playing some more Assassin's Creed. Uh, in other net, check out our videos on YouTube. Uh, if you catch up on previous episodes of all the stuff I've talked about, except for Sunday with Scoob, but if there's an interest, I'll put those up. And uh, of course, next week, Tuesday, 9 p.m., will be, of course, Scuba and the Rye. Come check us out, hang out with us, talk movies, talk games, all those things. And if you have suggestions for some future content, please. Come over to our Discord, shoot us a tweet, send us a, send us a message on social media. A little doobly-doo over there. Yeah, over there. That doobly-doo tells you where to find us on social media. And with that, we will wish you all a wonderful week, a wonderful weekend. Love each other. Stay safe and get ready for that crazy holiday shopping. Hear that classic holiday music. We all know the tune that's in our heads right now. You know it. I know it. And we'll call it a night. Good night, everybody. Peace.